Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer. His name is Raj Geary, and this is the Wrestling Inc. Thursday News and Notes show. And if we got a good one for you, we're talking gambling, we're talking free agency, and we're even talking a viral clip that went out this past week. But before we get into all of that, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Raj, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? All things considered, I'd say I'm a pretty, uh, pretty good, as uh, Larry David would say. Uh, yeah, my uh, my good. daughters have these uh, dance competitions this weekend, kind of starting tonight. So it's just been a ton of just driving back and forth and going to downtown Denver, and it's been a lot of driving. Yeah, competitions. Well, good luck to the family. Oh, thank you. I pity the people who have to come have to compete against the geary clan yeah, they got no they got no chance no chance no chance in hell <laughs> they they have these once a once uh once a month right now and they have a dance group and so it's it's really cool it's it's really cool seeing them really having a hobby that they love you know i, I didn't really have that in high school mm-hmm. i wasn't in sports or anything so it's cool seeing them have that yeah it's always i was a i i did track and cross country. So I did a lot of running around, but it was, uh, it's always fun to have those kind of things where you can make friends and compete and all that good stuff. Uh, speaking of competition, we got to talk about some ratings that went down, but before we do, I always like to give shout outs. So shout out to everyone in the live chat. We got Tony, we got rich, we got Jeffrey Sullivan, Johan Pena wheel five stub muffin is what he goes by Tony Garcia, Hassan and Ricky and, uh, gluten-free, by the way, also in the chat. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Let us know what you think about all the different topics as we go through these. And again, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. A little five-star review with a nice little comment wouldn't kill you either. Uh, but uh, copy the link and put it in social media while you're here. Let's bring over all our friends. Absolutely. Uh, and Johan, Johan Pena, uh, it's their first time in the chat. So, yeah. so welcome. Uh, and we got uh, already a lot of folks uh, coming through here. But let's talk about all the folks that were watching pro wrestling over the course of the week. We got some ratings news. AEW Dynamite, and I am quoting uh, 
the very respected journalist Raj Geary when I <laughs> read this. Uh, AW Dynamite numbers were up from last week, but still on the lower end of what the show has been doing this year. At Dynamite average 858,000, which was uh, um, up 3% from last week. Uh, year over year down 12%. While uh, NXT was uh, it got on its best eighteen to forty nine demo this year or uh, this Tuesday, averaged six hundred and twenty four thousand viewers, up twelve percent from last week uh, there as well, and up two percent year over year. Raj, there was a time when the idea of Dynamite creeping up or uh, NXT creeping up on Dynamite seemed totally unrealistic, but now, I mean, they're still far apart, but. Trending in different directions. And they they are far apart. I think the one thing, um, I think one thing with AEW, we're talking about the 18 to 49 rating. That was actually down 28% year over year. Last last year's episode was also the revolution, the post-revolution episode. So the audience is down 9% year over year, which isn't terrible. Uh, but the uh, 18 to 49 being down almost 28%. This was the worst uh, 18 to 49 rating that they've done for a post pay-per-view show ever in their regular time slot. So, uh, you know, that's obviously not good. Um, and it's uh, the, the worst viewership they've done for a post pay-per-view um, episode that didn't have NXT competition. So ever since NXT moved to Tuesday night. So, um, yeah, not, not good for what the show does. Um, you know, obviously it was still number four for the night on cable. Um, you know, it, it but uh, for what the show usually does, it, it wasn't a good number. Whereas NXT, they did their best 1849 rating of the year. Um, the audience was, I think, fourth. Let me double check that. Uh, da, 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 da. One. Yeah, the fourth, the fourth best this year, but the eighteen forty nine was was quite a bit up, and year over year NXT up, up only two percent total viewers, but it's up and up thirty one percent in eighteen to forty nine, which is just gigantic. So uh, WWE in general, all their shows have been uh, have have had some weeks, if not most weeks, for Raw and SmackDown that are up year over year, whereas Dynamite has been down every week year over year since uh since mid-december so and I, I do believe that's because it was preempted the week before i mean the year before so um no it, it was legitimately up uh year over year in, in mid-december one time but yeah um ratings trending downwards for dynamite but um hopefully they can you know figure out what's wrong and, and put a cap on it and uh and, and go start going the other way i know it's mania season so i think the wwe in general gets a little bit of a bump this time of year but it is it is interesting so many people hated nxt 2.0 and what they were doing but it does seem to be catching on and people seem to be coming back to it where with dynamite i i i didn't like the build up to the pay-per-view uh i Personally, I didn't like to build the revolution, but I thought revolution itself was a, they knocked out of the park as they usually do with these kind of shows. And I personally, it seemed to, people seem to split on it. I liked dynamite this week, but it's kind of showing that I think AEW definitely needs to figure out what their direction is uh, because people are falling off. It seems. 
Yeah, yeah, and it's a you know TB rights renewal year, and um, I I think uh, Darla wondering if I wonder if AEW ratings problem is because they were taking too many shots at WWE and turned off some fans. I don't think that's it. Yeah, I think it's a combination of storyline, star power. Um, you know, I don't want to get any more heat on Twitter, but you, you know they had a. They had Wardlow that was super hot last year. And if there's a mm -hmm. guy at AEW who took offense to this, but um, he's cooled off greatly. He's just another guy now. They beat him, like, you know, again. Um, and I'm not saying Powerhouse Hobbs should have lost last night. I'm all for Power Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs having that yeah. TNT title. I, I think he's a great choice. But then don't even put Hobbs in that TNT title match against Samoa Joe. Have Samoa Joe or, beat somebody uh, and then Wardlow. Hobbs beats. Wardlow in the title match against Samoa Joe. Yeah, what, I'm sorry, what did I say? You said Hobbs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah against Samoa Joe at Revolution. Don't have Wordlow in there to have a three-day title reign. You know, have it booked. Right. This was apparently planned months ago for Hobbs to win. Have someone else in there. Unless they're specifically trying to bring Wardlow down. Like if he had his contract coming up and he's not re-signing. But anyway, I, thought, I, I agree with you. I thought Dynamite last night... Um, I thought the segments, the promos were, were great. I thought Ruby Wright, I mean, Ruby Soho was really good. Danielson, MJF, I thought those promos were outstanding. I liked the the elite and and that segment with uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. But um, yeah, you know the the show didn't something about it didn't click. Yeah, and um, as far as the shots, I see uh, Pena saying that they take too many shots. They don't really take shots anymore. They haven't really done a whole lot of taking shots in a while, probably because of all the things we're talking about. But I think it was one of the things that's hurting them that is, I guess, a bigger picture is things like the bloodline, the storyline is what everyone is drawn to. And we love this story. And I think the fact that the bloodline story is so good, it's highlighting the lack of story in AEW. Um, I always I kind of relate to superhero movies were cool. And then Marvel started doing their big interconnected universe thing. And then everyone started saying, well, if you're not going to do that, I'm not as interested in these other superheroes. And you right. saw anything that wasn't doing that sort of fall off. And I, I think that's what's happening with AEW is everyone's like, I want the story, not just the matches. And, and they have a lot of stories. It's just a lot of basic stories. And uh, mm -hmm. I was listening to Dave Meltzer. He brought up a good point on last night's Dynamite. Um, you know, where Danielson's like, I'm going to go home. And they should have treated that like a huge deal when they come back from break. You know, the announcers are like, whoa, what does that mean? You know, uh, really put over the story as opposed to just keep moving on. And I, I thought that was a, a great point. That's a lot of times they have the stories there. They just don't give them time to, to cook. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point because it does feel like they're trying to get through, like chalk through so much stuff. And when a segment ends, they forget that everything they just saw happened. Where if this was a real sport, if uh, you know, if Conor McGregor lost a match in the UFC and he's like, you know what, I think I'm done, I'm going home, they wouldn't just be like, well, on to the next thing. They would, they'd be like, wait, what did he just say? What's going on? Yeah, and same thing with MJF. I I just felt like after his promo, they should have come back. The announcer should have been like really putting over the match and then talking about what's next and spent some time on that. Like MJF, you know, where does he go? You know, and have that discussion for a couple minutes just to really put him over as the champion that came off his, his biggest win. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Those are all those things I think make such a big difference. And yeah. 
you know, you always, you always have to say WWE does have a lot more time to figure this kind of stuff out. But at the same time, AEW's in the big leagues. You don't get to make that excuse. You know, you have to measure up. Uh, we did get some super chats, though. Uh, Michael Thomas uh, Banshitz says, uh, sorry if I said your name wrong, says, who needs friends sleepless in Vienna? Uh, thank, thank you for hey. the super chat. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Uh, and uh, Tornado Anthony Y says, a tornado is coming for Roman. He's going down. Uh, watch out, Roman. You got uh, the Tornado Anthony Y coming for you. Sounds <laughs> like. Uh, um, let's get into, I think, what is probably the biggest news of the week. And this is something that when it broke, uh, I wanted to chat with you right away because I love the way you think about this kind of stuff. And I just can't wait to hear your perspective on it. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, but I want to dive into it. Uh, the WWE is in talks to legalize betting on match results, uh, which could be locked ahead of time. The story goes, CNBC is reporting that WWE officials are currently in talks with gaming regulators in Michigan and Colorado, uh, hoping to uh, ease any worries about betting on predetermined pieces of entertainment. Uh, they've reportedly been working with Ernst & Young, who also works with the Emmy Awards, so people can bet on those kind of things. And they had talked about cementing long-term results and not telling anybody, not even the wrestlers, so that the information doesn't get out. There is so many slices of this I want to get into with you. But before I do, I'm going to open the floor to you, Raj. What are your thoughts on this? Look, I think... You know, sports betting, it's becoming one of those things that 10 years from now, I think it's going to be legal in every state. And um, yeah, you're going to probably have some sort of uh, betting on wrestling. I, I think it's inevitable at some point in the future, just with how it's going. It, it, it does seem kind of absurd with wrestling just because, you know, Academy Award winners, you know, when they're announced, it's not like you can then adjust who, who won based on how the lines are moving. And uh, when you're talking about, okay, well, then we're going to lock the results months in advance. Well, that gives you a hard time to pivot. And what does that mean? They got to go to Ernst & Young if they do need to change uh, the direction they're going. Um, you know, if someone's not getting over or they come up with a better idea for, and granted, this would be just for PLEs, I'm assuming, and not mm -hmm. for just your average episode of Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. But, um, you know, then... You know, like like just look at this uh, bloodline storyline, right? Like you had to have that knowing that Roman's going to do this to Kevin Owens, beat him to get to Roman versus Sammy, and then eventually Cody winning. To you know, you got to have these kind of planned out months in advance, and um, and have the wrestlers know so they can cut their promos accordingly. Cody needs to know he's going to be facing Roman at WrestleMania. Um, no, I don't know. It just seems like. I, I get where WWE want, you know, why they would want to do this. It's going to, in theory, help, help business, you know, help in, increase viewership if people could bet on it. But um, just with how wrestling works, it, you, you know, when you, I, I know a lot of people were, were like, well, how are they going to do the the whole bit with wrestlers finding out the day of the show who, who wins? And that actually happens a lot already now. Mm -hmm. Um but but for the big storylines, the big matches, that you know, they obviously know ahead of time, and you you got to know where where you're headed. So um, we'll see. I, I I don't know if they, you know, what kind of plan they they truly have because not 
not having any of the wrestlers know if they're winning until hours before just seems like it would be tough to pull off. Is there to speaking to that degree, is it even possible? I feel like for years we've been getting spoilers and things before they come out. Is there how, if they haven't been able to control it in the past, why would they be able to control it now? Yeah. I mean, there was about for a while there, I'd say like four or five years ago, there was a while there where the, the results were getting out of every pay-per-view and the odds, mm -hmm. like we started putting in our, our titles on the site, like spoilers. These are the betting odds. And these have been almost always right. The only times they wouldn't be like I, I mentioned on Twitter the other day that a great balls of fire, all the favorites were right, except Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. Alexa Bliss was the champ at the time. and But it wasn't like Alexa Banks beat her. It was a countout uh, that Sasha Banks beat Alexa by countout. So outside mm -hmm. of like little results like that, for the most part, for, and this was like for a couple of years, all, all the results yeah. would be out there. That hasn't been happening as much. Um, every now and then you'll see a big favorite, but a lot of times that's just common sense, like Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens at the Rumble. You kind of right. kind of know who's winning that. But um, yeah, I, you, you would have to just change your, your whole process, you know, with creative. Most of the creative team wouldn't be able to know. Uh, do you tell wrestlers two different endings and they have to kind of plan both? And then, you know, hours before you're like, okay, well, we're going with you, you know, Roman winning or Cody right. winning. Because, yeah, yeah if, you, if you found out even a few hours before, like, let's say when you get to the arena, it's so easy to just call your friend and say, hey, put money on so-and-so or right. whatever the case may be. It, well, I, it, I think what – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and it's one thing to, like, tell – like, to get a payoff to tell someone this stuff. But if you can bet and I can say, yeah, I'm going to put ten grand on – Roman Reigns to actually get the win at WrestleMania because I just found out he's going to win and the odds are in Cody's favor. So now I'm going to get like a hundred grand back. That's worth, that's worth the risk of making that move, you know? Yeah. I think the idea is that they would, they would lock the lines before the wrestlers found out who would win. So you can no longer bet uh, on those matches, but yeah, you know, like you've had sports betting in the UK, you know, wrestling, betting in the uk for a while now but it's usually small amounts i think the most mm -hmm. i've seen at some places is maybe a, a couple hundred dollars uh with yeah. this it would be like treating it like regular sports betting and then you're talking like you could bet thousands or you know you've heard yeah i don't know i'm sure they would cap it at some point not have it like where you know 50 cent bet a million dollars on mayweather but right um, yeah it uh yeah it, it's it, it'll be interesting It'll be interesting if it goes anywhere. I was in Vegas one time and I was at the sports book and a guy put 10 grand on a college basketball team. I was like, oh, he must know something. So I made the same bet. He lost. But <laughs> I said, oh, he just had a bad day. But yeah, uh, but it, you, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, I'll, I'll listen to Bill Simmons, his podcast a lot. And he'll, you know, he'll have his winners. And every now and then I'll be like, oh, that kind of makes sense. And. They haven't always worked out. <laughs> yeah. I So this is the biggest thing for me, though, is WWE is trying to make this happen. I get that it might get some more viewers, but I don't really see 
I don't, I, I don't really see a benefit to WWE to make it worth going through all this because they're not going to make money on the bets, right? Yeah, it would, it would basically be just increasing popularity. Um, you know, the, the idea being once people who don't really watch know that they could bet on it, they'd be more interested. So yeah, it'd, it'd be pretty much popularity. Uh, seems like a, a lot of stuff to get it just a little bit of extra, extra talk. Cause I mean, I don't think there's many people who are like, I'm not interested in the Oscars, but I'm going to watch because I can bet on it. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but it just, it doesn't, I don't know. It seems like a lot of work for something that probably isn't going to get that many people involved, especially cause I feel like, I feel like it'd be a, it'd be rigged anyways. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, when I heard the thing about the Oscars, I'm like, maybe I should bet. So I care about it. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I do. I do bet on March Madness because then I, I don't really call fall. Uh, I don't follow college basketball, but I'll do a March Madness bracket. And then it's suddenly I'm like, come on, Dominion. You got to win this game. Yeah. So I got, I got uh, tickets uh, in a suite for next yeah. week for March Madness on Friday here in Denver. Yeah. And, um, I know nothing about college basketball, but you know, it sounds pretty awesome. So, you know, I'm going to go and uh, yeah, I'm going to put money on that game. So I care who wins, you know, they are, I don't know. I don't follow at all until March madness. And I fill out a bracket. It make March madness is so fun when you yeah. put a little bit of money on there and fill out the brackets again. I don't know these right. teams, but I'm like, come on, UCLA. Ah. <laughs> and it's legal here in Colorado. I don't advocate it wherever it's not legal. And, <laughs> You know, obviously, if you have a, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I only bet small amounts. I could swear AEW tells you to go to DraftKings and bet on things like does MJF cheat and stuff like that, though, like prop bets. But I don't think you put money on it, right? I think it's more to like win, win stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never done it because it feels like a sucker's bet. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Like, I have never bet on wrestling. So even just, I've gotten winners before. Like there, uh, some people might remember when I got the Royal Rumble winners like three year, three years yeah. ago, and I, I said I'm not posting it on the site because I don't like posting spoilers like that. If you want to know, you can DM me, and I, whoever DM me, I let them know. If that was the year that Edge and Bianca won. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I can't imagine doing it, but we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Could be in, could be interested. I may eat my words. Maybe when we're allowed to do it, I'll start betting on everything. If you see, <laughs> yeah. if you see me, how I many am, how many ref bumps in the Roman match? <laughs> <laughs> when, you'll see how good I'm doing. I'm like, hey guys, I'm recording from a tent under the overpass because <laughs> I lost everything. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm putting it all on Akira Tozawa. He's gonna win. <laughs> If he wins, the worst better. That would be great. (laughs) Uh, So we've got some news uh, on Brian Cage and his AEW contract situation. Uh, According to Fightful Select, uh, Cage's AEW contract was originally set to be up sometime between January and February. But due to his time missed recovering from injury at the beginning of his run, Tony Khan was looking to keep Cage in the fold until the end of June at the very least. However, despite a contract extension currently on the table uh, comparable to his current terms and the influential voices like Chris Jericho advocating for him, Cage said to be showing some hesitation to re-up. 
WWE has reportedly shown interest in and are willing to engage in talks with Brian Cage. Uh, should he be a free agent? And Cage seems to be leaning towards exploring free agency. I I get why someone would want a Brian Cage, Raj. I don't get why AEW would be so adamant about wanting to keep him when he's hardly ever used anyhow. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. His pretty much his entire run with the company. I mean, he started off injured, so he you know he couldn't have been used at the beginning, but. He's there, gone for a month, there, gone for a month, gone for three months back. Um, and, and just in general, I think it's a smart thing to do right now is to get both groups, you know, get a little bidding war because, uh, you know, the WWE clearly now is more willing uh, to bring in people from AEW. They're not letting people go uh, like they were before. So I think it's always worth it to, you know, get as much money as you can. And, and the biggest way to do that is have two different people interested in you as opposed to, as opposed to just one that goes for anyone from WWE whose contract is coming up too. I mean, there's a reason teams in most sports try to lock people up before they reach free agency, because once free agency hits, typically people's value go up. Right. Um, in sports, yeah. a lot of times it's a bigger risk, especially football, because you could get injured. And yeah. if you're holding off for free agency and you get injured, that you know that uh, that hurts you tremendously. I don't. I don't pretend to know Brian Cage's situation, but I do know he's for pro wrestling on the older side. I think he's 39. Um, and so, if I'm him, I'm also trying to get a, as big of a payday as possible because once you hit that 40 mark, that's when I think opportunities start to become smaller, uh, mm -hmm. much like it's just in sports. So that's not necessarily a shot at him or the age 39 or 40, but uh, you know, like in football, when a running back hits 30 years old, that's kind of a date. That's kind of an age where people go, okay, maybe not as much anymore. So I don't blame him for wanting to see if he can cash in. And I don't know if there's anything at AEW that's happened with him that would make me go, Oh, they're taking care of me. I'm in a good spot. Either. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I think cage is one of those guys where, Obviously, he's gigantic, um, and it just feels like no one's been able to find out how to use him right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, he's not the strongest on the mic, um, but it, I don't feel like his man, the managers that he's been paired with have really helped him either. Um, yeah. No, it just feels like he's just he just hasn't found the right mix yet, and uh, who knows? Maybe Maybe that would happen in WWE. Well, I think for all the flack that NXT has gotten over the past year since it's made the switch, they are really good at finding ways to give people a character and something that makes them stand out. And so I think maybe an NXT would be really good for him because he is he does got the look, obviously, and he can wrestle, as they say. But yeah, I don't really know what his character is. I, I worry sometimes with aw they'll they'll have great managers and they'll have great wrestlers and it feels like they pair people but they just sort of go yeah you two but where it doesn't right. necessarily make sense why those two are together like prince nana's great brian cage is great i don't know why prince nana and brian cage are a team though right if that makes sense like yeah one of the things i i always would criticize wwe for is i felt like they didn't have enough managers to help out you know because 
because back in the 80s, you have a guy who couldn't talk, you, you pair them with a manager. Actually, they would pair everyone with a manager for a while. Mm -hmm. But having a having a mouthpiece, I, I think, is always a, a good idea. WWE, they have, you know, uh, let's see, Paul Heyman, Zelina Vega, and they're both outstanding. Um, but having an and MVP, again, outstanding, really enhances their talent. Um, and I, I just felt like they could have had they could have more. Um, and AEW is the opposite. I think they have way too many. You don't know who's with who. Um, it, it's Prince Nana. Will, he's like on dynamite, like once a month, right? Like he just mm -hmm. pops up and disappears. And, um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like they, they, they have the opposite problem of having too many. Yeah. And, and the ones they have are, I think are managing too many people and it just deludes yeah. how impactful they are with those individuals like um uh stokely hathaway i think is great on the microphone but he's got like six guys he's managing and none of them really seem to be standing out instead of saying let's just put stokely hathaway with big bill and that'll be his big killer he comes out and uses to bully people instead he's like with matt hardy and private party and uh, right it's all over the place um so it makes it tough but yeah I, I, th I think Brian Cage is an asset. I think if AW wants to use him, that's cool. But like, as like we've said, it, it, I, just, I think I've seen it. He's been on Dynamite. I think I'm just guessing like four times in the past year. I think isn't a unrealistic number if I say that. Right. Uh, um, and I think they. I think he took the L every time. So if I'm if I'm Tony, Brian Cage is great, but I don't see why it'd be difficult about keeping him. Right. Um, and he's been there, yeah, since, yeah, we're coming up on over three years. And when you think about how long he's been there and it's kind of like how, how, I don't know, just how little he's been used. It's, yeah, you know, it's something. Uh, well, someone else who hasn't been used very much and they're also going to be heading out of their current situation is Soraya who is um, leaving WWE. The news broke Wednesday night uh, via Tokyo. Saray. I said the name. So I'm thinking of... Um, Saraya. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Saraya. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so in any case, um, she's going to be leaving the company at the end of her contract. Uh, she's only 26 years old, uh, but it looks like she's going to be leaving and... Um, looks like per Fightful, the beginning of the end happened in early 2022 when a number of her biggest supporters behind the scenes were let go, including William Regal. And with a lack of creative direction, the quote writing was on the wall uh, by last spring. So uh, Raj, I don't, I think this is just one of those things where opportunity and talent are both great, but just didn't link up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she really hasn't been used, I don't think, since August. So um, so it's been a while. So, yeah, I, I think um, a change of scenery was good for her. So uh, it seems like absolutely the right move. And it sounds like she's heading back to Japan. Yeah, it seems to be what uh, and if I'm her, too, I think that's a good thing, because right now there's a lot of buzz around women's wrestling in Japan with stardom and uh, Mercedes and Kyrie and everything else. I think that's kind of where that there's, there's a lot of buzz around there. So I think it makes sense for her to want to go there. And to the point of ages, she's 26. She's just about she hasn't even hit her prime yet. She's still right. got tons of time. So um, I always feel like 
in, you're not even really hitting your prime till you're 30 in pro wrestling. So sometimes later, <laughs> sometimes later. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look at a lot of people uh, that didn't get there until like 35 or whatever. But so I think she's a great talent. I just think sometimes there's just wrong place, wrong time. You know, yeah, I agree. And, uh, I don't think anyone's bad for that situation or wrong in that situation but mm-hmm. uh Monge is predicting she might be all elite i have a feeling she'll go back to japan mm-hmm. but we'll have Maybe to she see. could end up there but yeah she could yeah i mean they aw is actually doing a pretty good job of getting more uh females on tv so mm. we'll see uh but someone speaking of going to different countries uh we got wwe backlash is headed to puerto rico and Bad Bunny is going to host the event. Uh, WWE added yet another premium live event to a schedule that takes place outside of the continental U.S. This time, just over a month after WrestleMania 39, the company has announced that Backlash will emanate from Puerto Rico, and uh, it'll be on May 6th, and Bad Bunny is going to be the host. Raj, what is bigger news, that WWE is going to be in Puerto Rico or that Bad Bunny is hosting it? I th- ah, uh, I think uh, probably Bad Bunny because he is such a huge star internationally. Um, I think it's a I think it's a brilliant move. I, I love that they're doing these different ideas with you know the B shows. You know whether it's Clash mm-hmm. of the Castle, you know Elimination Chamber doing it in Montreal, you know Sammy's hometown. Um, I just like the the idea that these B shows are not all of a sudden these throwaway shows anymore and. Uh, like just being in a different location outside of the U.S. and 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 then adding Bad Bunny on top of it, it's gonna it just makes it that much more intriguing. And gosh, you almost think they could have even done it in a bigger arena because that's I think that's gonna sell out quick. I think so too. I was saying last night that it's I like it when people get who are fans of the show get to go to live shows that usually don't get a lot of them, and outside of the U.S. you don't get a lot of them. So it's cool that everyone who lives there gets to go. But I'm looking at it, and I'm like. That sounds like a fun trip going to Puerto Rico, seeing Bad Bunny, seeing a WWE show. Like, sign me up. I would, you, I bet they could sell vacation packages for this. Oh, yeah. And make a ton of money if they really wanted to. Cause, yeah, go make a week out of it. Sign me up in May. I bet the weather's fantastic. I bet everyone's coming back with a tan. That'd be great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'd love to go. That sounds, that sounds really awesome. Uh, and Bad Bunny, like you said, I think, such a star and what a great uh, ambassador for WWE in so many ways. Cause he's so positive about it and he makes it seem cool. I, I think that between, I think bad bunny is a bigger get than sports betting personally, <laughs> but maybe I'm <laughs> wrong about that. But I think whenever bad bunny says it's cool, I feel like you get so much cool credibility for, for WWE. I, just huge there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, Real quick, Justin's check pointing out that Puerto Rico isn't outside of the U.S. Think Hawaii. It's not the same. Um, Puerto Rico is unincorporated territory. They don't have any votes in the election. Um, and, I, and I know that's something that's been argued about, but um, it's not it's not considered like a state like Hawaii. Right. Obviously. Right. So um, but in any case, and then something that East actually mentioned they're doing Puerto Rico and then they're doing another one in Europe. I think there's another one that's outside of the U S between now and then. 
Yeah, money in the banks but, in Europe. But in any case, this is a lot. Crown, of, they get crown jewels. Of oh, that's too. that's right. Yeah. So yeah. the next three PLEs are all outside of the continental United States. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. I don't think they've ever done that before. Had a real world tour like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there was, yeah, like having three. I can't remember the last time in such a short amount of time. Um, so that's that's very cool. It'll be interesting to see. I imagine that's going to be huge for getting new fans in different countries to watch because, as I was saying on the show last night, if you go to the show, changes your whole perspective. Like being at a live show, it'll reinvigorate your fandom. It'll make you become a fan. People who are always on the fence about it will say, oh, I get it now once you're there. It's a just a game changer. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. <clears throat> um, and then one last thing from kind of the news and notes before we got some questions I'm going to throw your way that you don't even know what they are yet. Ooh, you're going to be excited. Uh, I just want to chat about it because I know everyone, it blew up the internet and it was just a fun little story. <laughs> uh, Liv Morgan, it was uh, at, a, at a basketball game, if you didn't know. And she was taught, she was caught listening to a fella chat with her. Uh, she later went on to say, that uh, he is the senior vice president of live events for WWE, uh, Justin. And I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Do you, Scalise? Scalise. Uh, yeah, Justin Scalise. Uh, but it was such a funny thing. And uh, I just, <laughs> poor, poor Justin. He's having a real conversation with somebody. And then he looks like some creep because of the video, the way <laughs> the context it was taken. In. What a funny thing, though. It was funny. I didn't, uh, it was just hilarious. It, I don't think live definitely. I don't think looked bad. Uh, you know, it was, it was just funny. It was a funny meme moment moment. And, uh, yeah, I, I think they got way more attention with that short clip than they would have if they waved at the camera and they're like, yeah, so right. <laughs> it worked out for the best for sure. Um, yeah. What a, what, a, especially cause he's like a, high ranking person too. So what a person to look like you're ignoring um, <laughs> on video. It was perfect. I love uh, it. I mean, I love that clip. It's hilarious. I hope they find a way to play off that in some way. I, I think Liv Morgan should start being that character on TV. I, I love they it. Should, I think they should have Scalise on Raw backstage talking to Heyman in the back and Heyman's just ignoring him. You know, <laughs> just keep keep making that little running gag. Just <laughs> him just try to talk to me when no one listens. Right. Just in the background, like, you know, like you have other yeah. stuff going on in the forefront, just in the background. <laughs> see talk to people. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a funny, what a funny little clip there. Uh, again, poor Justice. Probably just, Get to get made fun of for the for a very long time after that. Yeah, apparently he's a great sport about it, so that's um, that's good. Um, but we did get some some questions. I'm going to throw your way here. Some comments on Twitter. If you ever want to hear us chat about something, by the way, when we tweet out the link, just hit quote tweet and then write in a question. And we might get to it on the show. Could be fun. But this one is from at Marty eight three four six one five nine four. You ready for this one, <laughs> Marty? I appreciate you, but you got to get a better uh, at than that. That just screams, <laughs> "Don't listen to this." The numbers at the end, Marty, it's killing you. Uh, yeah. But uh, asks, 
What do you think should be AEW wrestling superstar Adam Cole Bay Bay's first in-ring opponent on TV at the end of the month or soon? Raj, who do you think should be his first opponent? I think you go with someone easy that he could get a good match with. Um, because you don't want his first match to be, you know, MJF or anything like that. Because right. I, I could see Adam Cole and MJF uh, headlining Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. So someone like a, I don't know, like Ethan Page or someone like that. Um, I'm trying to yeah. think who has storyline with them that that you could do. Um, or even one, if of, it... one of the Young Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it depends on if he's going to be a good guy or a bad guy. Right now he's very lovable and very like you want to root for him. But Adam Cole is definitely one of those guys that you could see turning in his return and going... I never liked any of you kind of thing. You know what I mean? I don't think that'll happen. I, I think they fans aren't going to boo Adam Cole for a while. He has to be a baby face at least for a while. And uh, I mean, he, he was kind of one of those that as a baby face, I mean, as a heel, he was still a baby face because people still yeah. loved him. But it, uh, boom. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's getting <laughs> the la- loudest pops, but he's the heel, which, you know, you kind of see that with Roman a lot, but um yeah, there's some there's some great ideas in the chat. Um, oh yeah, we got Wheeler uh, Yuta, Jeff Jarrett, uh, <laughs> Jack Perry, Action Andretti. I think it should be a heel. Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal would be uh, good. Christopher Daniels. Um, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think if he's going to be a good guy, then someone. I think his very first match should be someone he can just look really good against and not yeah. struggle and just beat. And so even like a, a Lee Moriarty, you know, right. someone who is a wrestler, but he can also just kind of beat him up, beat him in like a couple minutes and not feel like you wasted somebody. Yeah. Um, and uh, then as far as his next big match, I don't know. It depends kind of where they go from there, but uh, if it, he's, he's hot, I almost feel like you strike when the iron's hot and, you know, go to MJF or sooner than later, but yeah. Do you have him beat MJF though? No. I, well, we'll, we'll I, I think we'd have to see, but I, I would think right now, no, I think MJF is still yeah. the number one guy and you don't want him to lose too fast. Yeah. I would say for me, I, cause he lost to hangman twice. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I'd worry about him losing another world title shot. But if I was just, Oh, Adam Cole versus Darby would probably, the thing yeah, is, yeah. I don't, I, yeah. I like that, but I feel like you don't want him in any matches where he's going to have to do risky stuff for a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, after the, that kind of injury, I'd say, yeah, maybe not the guy that's going to jump off a ladder through thumbtacks on top of you right. <laughs> anytime soon. But uh, I think, you know, if you had him just get, have some layup wins over guys like the firm and mm-hmm. then build up to a rivalry between him and swerve, I think that could be pretty cool before going into the, I mean, the goal is to get him to that world title scene, but it's as far yeah. as giving him some wins to get rolling first, I think someone like Swerve and him could have a really cool uh, rivalry. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple of them from at ND Insanity, who is a big fan of the show, says, Raj, what has happened to the TNT belt? It has been passed around too much and feels like the last person who made it important was Miro. Uh, also, AEW has too many belts in general, in my opinion. Raj, what happened to the TNT title? 
I agree. They they change it too much. It's like everyone that wins it is supposed to drop it and win it back again, you know, and you're doubling the number of title rings. I, I, I feel like I don't like to compare everything to WWE to, to, to AEW and back and forth. Mm-hmm. But since Triple H took over and they have stopped changing the belt so much, you know, you've had Gunther holding on to that Intercontinental title for a long time. Uh, you just had Austin Theory win it, and he's been holding on to it for a bit. You're not doing too many quick title changes. Roman, obviously, that goes without speaking. Bianca, the fewer title changes you have, the more they mean uh, when you do them. So I, I definitely think, and I think Hobbs is awesome. I'm glad he got the title. I think he's great. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he holds on to this belt for a while. And you know, they mentioned Miro. I'd love to see Miro come back as a as an opponent for Hobbs, that would be really cool. So, yeah. Right. I, I agree. I think that, the, especially because it feels like we kind of ended where we started in a lot of ways with yeah. Hobbs, because uh, it was him facing Wardlow a while back, but then Wardlow hot potatoed it for a while just to end up losing it to Hobbs anyways. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I think what makes WWE be- great when it comes to titles, I always say is it feels like you have your world title, division your intercontinental division your you can kind of they don't actually have it listed anywhere but you kind of can tell what division people are in and that's i think where it's where they do a good job because i don't know like what division adam cole is in right now where would he fit i can assume but i don't really know and i think that makes it hard for them and, and now with the, I think the international title shouldn't even be there. I kind of going back to that question they asked about too many titles. I do think they have a couple too many titles. I think the FTR title, FTW title, I mean, shouldn't even be mentioned on TV. Cut down the number of belts that are shown. Don't show the ROH belts. Mm-hmm. And um, and also the trios title. I feel like it's unnecessary. I feel like the tag division has gone down ever since the trios title came in. And it's kind of hurt them both. So I think do away with the trios title and the... Uh, international title yeah that's going back to what i was saying the trios title is a great example of like is top flight a tag team or are they a trios team you know is the elite is young bucks a tag team or are they a trios and i know i'm sure if you ask tony he'd say they're both i'm like well if they're both they're neither you know like that's (laughs) uh is is how it feels you know so i i definitely agree cut down on the titles um and i think you need to have you need to have each tile mean something different where I don't know what the difference is from a, from an in-character standpoint on the show. I don't really know what the difference is between an international title, a TNT title and a world title. Like if I am Takeshita, just picking a random name out of a hat, which title would I go for? They're all the same. I don't really know. Whereas at least in like impact, we'll use that a different example than a, than WWE. The X division is a style. I get it. You know, a cruiserweight division yeah. is a style. I, I get why you would want one over the other, but I don't know why I don't really get the difference between international versus uh, TNT. TNT. Like, yeah, I, I feel like world, you still have your your own kind of division. You have your top, top guys in that. But I, I, yeah, I think those are two interchangeable ones where you could just swap them out. And yeah. Yeah. Um, we uh, also got a final one here from uh, ND Insanity saying, 
I read an article this week that Rollins has never main evented a WrestleMania. He always he's always been behind Roman, and now it looks like he'll be behind, be behind Cody. Uh, not really a question, more of a statement there. He did have that heist of the century. I don't know if that doesn't really count, but it, I feel like that kind of counts. Kind of. I mean, it's one of the coolest coolest moments in, in modern WrestleMania history, but I get what he was saying. He wasn't advertised for that match. He wasn't in the bill to it, but that year he, he faced Brock Lesnar. I mean, that easily could have been, um, yeah, it ended up opening the show, but that easily could have been the main, the main event that year. Although I think was that, that was the Kofi year and the Ronda Rousey, the the women's triple threat main event. So yeah, actually that probably wasn't the year to do it. Cause that was the women's triple threat. I think was the right, match to headline that show that's one show man if that show was two nights it would have been so much better because it was so long that by the time you got to those final few matches everyone's just exhausted and tired yeah i agree I, the thing about rollins too just to to put a bow on that is he's one of my favorites i think as far as current wrestlers and stuff he's possibly my favorite but at the same time not everyone gets to be the top guy yeah. You know, that's just, there was a lot of people that, you know, Randy Orton was great, but he was always behind Cena, you know, yep. like, and Randy Orton's about as good as it's, you're going to get. So yeah. Savage was awesome, but he was behind Hogan. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, any other time of, if he, if he came in at just about any other time, Savage would have been the guy, but yeah, unfortunately it is what it is. And we got mm. one more from Twitter from at T Smitty 3000 saying, is it just me or would Bray Wyatt be better off as a part-timer being part-timer would keep him fresh in my opinion. What do you think about that Raj? Maybe, or just map out where these stories are going. There are, they're all over the place. And yeah, uh, I don't know. I, when I talk about all the improvements WWE has made to their storytelling, that's been one glaring, uh, glaring uh, exception. Because, you know, like I said, it's just been all over the place. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, like I, I mentioned, I think I said it here last week. I'd, I'd, just, I'd just like to see him do something a little more normal without the supernatural hocus pocus stuff. Yeah, I just you can only do cryptic and, you know, weird for so long before you go. I just don't get it. Yeah, because Undertaker, he wasn't cryptic and weird the whole time. He changed it up. You know, you know, the Undertaker yeah. of old wasn't. Uh, the zombie under, I mean, you know, towards his later years, wasn't, he was pretty much a normal guy with a cool entrance. Um, Yeah. And he's, I would say this Bray Wyatt is becoming very like the show lost, you know, when it started, (laughs) you were like, this is great. What is it? What's the smoke monster? I don't know. Then season three or so rolls around like, Oh, they don't have any idea what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Then there's some guy hidden in some, you know, some underground cavern needing to punch in a code for 20 years. And it's just like, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like Bray's reaching that. I I don't, I don't remember what seasons happened with Lost, but I remember it was like about season three or so where I was like, I feel like Bray's in that season three where I'm like, okay, (laughs) you're just making up stuff. This is going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a great example. Uh, But, uh, I guess we, we got a, a chat comment that I want to ask you because this has been on everyone's mind lately, Raj, and we'll wrap up with this. Uh, Darius asks, uh, any news on the 2023 Hall of Fame class? It's happening. Um, so the only reason why I could guess they haven't announced anything so far is that they're waiting to confirm 
with a certain headliner and seeing if he could do it. And if that headliner can't, then they go to plan B and then announce the rest. But uh, Mick Foley even said that um, someone asked him if they would induct or someone asked them, I shouldn't say him, it mm-hmm. could be uh, he or she, but asked, asked them to induct him into the Hall of Fame this year. So people mm-hmm. are being contacted. Interesting. So, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. It's it. I know a lot of people said The Rock. I'm going to throw this out to you, Raj. If the is this the wrong year to introduce the to induct The Rock? If because everyone said Hollywood should be the place, but now that there's no time to really advertise it, and with everything happening with the bloodline, would it also would it just feel a little bit like why don't you why weren't you here for WrestleMania? Is it kind of a bad year now for The Rock? to go in that's a, that's a good point um I, I think look he's doing the xfl uh, those ratings haven't haven't been good um so i could see almost that keeping you more busy in a way because you're turning you're fighting to get this thing uh you know off the ground i, I mean that i mean that's a good point I, but i almost think if you have the rock you'd want a separate hall of fame induction ceremony and not do it with smackdown because that's another night where you could sell out you know an arena and yeah. he's one of the guys that would do it. Um, yeah, I don't know if Batista sells out, you know, uh, an arena, not sorry, not a stadium, but doing an arena for the Hall of Fame. I don't think Batista sells it out. I think The Rock does. And so it's almost like it would be great to have him well ahead of time so you could do a night of the Hall of Fame separately and sell tickets to it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, and we'll have to see. I feel like Batista would make so much sense. They basically said he's going in. We just need to pick a date. <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to go in. Yeah. You know, that COVID year. <laughs> right. So now it, it feels like that makes the most sense, but I guess we'll see. Is I almost Mick feel Foley like everyone in? in that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Is, is Mick Foley not in? He is. I, oh, he is. Okay. Mick, uh, Foley, Mick Foley was saying someone asked him to induct them. Oh, so okay. he's basically presenting them. I Okay. So yeah. who would that be? I wonder. That's Could interesting. Be, I mean, who would The Rock ask? Because he has his history with Foley, but he's got Austin. Um, you know, yeah, who would be the perfect one for him? Triple H. He's got his history, but they also weren't the closest at times. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know who. I, I would think Stone Cold is the guy to do it if it's not like Vince McMahon, but uh, yeah. it's gotta be someone. I think it'd have to be stone cold just because that's the biggest name to do it. I don't, yeah, I don't know who else it could be. Right. Um, it's, and it's gotta be a huge name. You can't have D'Lo do it. No offense to D'Lo. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it, well, that's what I mean. Even if he has like, uh, with all, like I see Mark Smith saying Ron Simmons, uh, who could be great too, but I feel like with the rock, you need like a name name. Like even yeah. if they're not as close, you need a big name to do it. Yeah. Like um, it's like the year they did uh, Hogan, right? Hogan was inducted by Sylvester Stallone. Um. <laughs> what a weird piece of trivia history that I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he gets Vin Diesel to do it for him or something. <laughs> that would be interesting for sure. Because they still they still don't like each other. Right, that's true. Yeah. So someone from one of his movies, it'll be, I don't know, someone from Jumanji. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. Who's... It'll be Kevin Hart that introduced <laughs> yeah. him. Schwarzenegger again. Schwarzenegger, who did Schwarzenegger induct? He inducted somebody. 
Yeah, who did he bring in? I'm so bad with remembering Hall of Fame stuff. He was inducted. Maybe I'm just thinking that he was inducted as the celebrity. He was there. Yeah, I can't remember. No, he inducted he Bruno, I think. Oh, that makes sense. Bruno Sammartino. But yeah, that'd be interesting. I wonder who uh, Monch says uh, Rikishi does it for The Rock. <laughs> 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 well, maybe it's Roman if all of a sudden uh, maybe Roman, Roman would, That would be something if you do a little tease there. Yeah, um, but we'll have to see. But I think that I think that does it for us this week, Raj. Thanks so much for being on. Before we wrap up, let me know any final thoughts and maybe where the world can find you online. Yeah, uh, check us out on uh, you know YouTube.com at Practical Money. About once a month we do an episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, follow me on Twitter at the Raj Gary. Yes, and uh, make sure to follow me at Real Jack Farmer and uh, at Practical Money. We don't do them every week, but they're very valuable. You can do a lot of good stuff if you listen to them and watch them. Uh, make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc., obviously, and all the news coverage we're doing here. Lots of big stuff as we build up to WrestleMania. Make sure to check that out. I want to thank everyone for being in the chat. Sonny Sitar, Darius, you know it. Uh, Monge in the chat. We got Tony, Mark Smith, and we got Tornado Anthony Y, Headlock Heel, so many people here. Uh, Rob McNeely, uh, Sed, and everyone else. Uh, appreciate you guys for being here. Do us a favor. I know you are in the chat already, but just leave a comment anyways. If you're like, great show, guys, or whatever the case is. It's an SEO thing. You know, it's good for good for business, as they say. And like and subscribe and all that good stuff. If you're listening on, you know, iTunes, uh, leaving us a review there, you know, it really does help us out. Yeah, five star review with a little comment that says Raj and Jack are awesome! Exclamation <laughs> point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but that that'll do it for us. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining and. Uh, Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. That does it for us. We'll see you next time.